On the first episode of Season 10, we look at the top 10 tools for enhancing your site's usability. BoagWorld.com season 10 of our web design podcast that covers all kinds of webby related things. Did you notice, Marcus, how I started with the normal presentation and thought, I'll get in trouble if I keep going? <laughs> so I switched across. Yes, although I'd kind of forgotten what you all what the new thing is now. I don't I don't even know anymore anything about this podcast. It's been weeks since we've done it and in the meantime I have circumnavigated the globe well I haven't quite but I might have it seems like you've been away forever Paul I have been away forever three whole weeks of glorious um holiday lovely and now misery (laughs) and I'm not obviously just talking about you Marcus there are other miserable things in my life other than you (laughs) yes now this precise second misery Oh, it's the jet lag. It's killing me. Three weeks of, of America seems to have really screwed me up quite badly. But it's always coming back that's a problem, I've found. Well, I had a really interesting uh, conversation with um, Sarah Parmenter about this. I said exactly the same thing to her. And she said, really? For me, it's always going over there. And we discovered it was because she's a morning person and I'm a nighttime person. Yeah, right. And I think that if you're a morning person, then going over there is much worse. Well, that's bizarre. Because I've become a morning person as I've got older. I think. Yeah, that's just weird. No, I think it's. I think actually that's what happens. Um, it's, it's not happening to me. <laughs> and I'm not that far behind you. How old are you? I'm 47, Paul. 47. Mm. I met when when I was over in the states. I met up with um, Carl Smith, who is um, the founder of a, an agency called Engine. Is he 47? He's 46. Oh, right. Okay. And he's managed to remove himself entirely from the day-to-day work of his company. I hate him. And he's still taking a salary. I hate him even more. There you go. (laughs) So what are you doing with your life, Marcus? Step up, man. (laughs) Oh, I'm busier than ever. I know. It's insane (laughs) at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way it goes. It was quite quiet earlier in the year, and uh, now it's not. So. Apparently, according to Chris, because Chris always manages to find the the cloud <laughs> that is associated with the silver lining. Um, apparently, we haven't got enough design and development work. Um, at the moment, we could do with a bit more, working on getting some more. But yeah, we've got lots of consulting work at the moment. Ah, <sighs> see, I think that's the future. Yeah. I think fire all our designers and developers. <laughs> I really, I mean, what, you know, what do they really add? <laughs> it's much better just to talk about web design rather than actually do anything. <laughs> Yeah, but you end up having to write l- long documents and stuff like that and, and, you know, be learned. Yeah, that's true. I like it when I just waltz in, <laughs> say a load of stuff and waltz out again. Can we have just lots of that? <laughs> well, isn't that what you do anyway, Paul? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's probably a fair comment. Oh, I have the best job. So how are you, Marcus? Are you happy? I'm all right, yeah. Um, happy, yeah, I suppose. don't set it up too much mate well yeah it's summertime which i always like i don't like the fact i'm stuck indoors for summer for a lot of summertime why don't you go and work outside like i do i I try and do that and it's kind of like you know inside your office everything's as it should be and it's in the right place and stuff works and your chair's comfortable and stuff like that. And if I go outside, next door will start mowing their lawn or something. Um, and I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It it 
it just it never feels quite right. You're, you're just, that's not good. That <laughs> uh, sounds almost OCD or Asperger's <laughs> or something. I like everything in its place. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't move that, whatever you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know what, what it is. I think it's there's a lot of kind of distraction outside that you don't think that it's there, but there is. Mm. Uh, I think that's all it is. Whereas uh, tucked away in here, it's like a little quiet bubble. Oh, there you go. That's I quite nice. like it in here. It's all right, really. And I can get to look out at the garden, which is nice. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> whatever, whatever floats your boat, yes. Marcus. But you can't then complain about being stuck indoors when you choose to do it, can you? Yeah, and mm? also I don't mm? think that my Wi-Fi reaches out there very reliably, which is a bit crap. But there you well, go. Well, that's easily done. You just need a, a, a one of these extender box things. Yeah. I guess. And it's not, they're not even expecting, you're just making excuses. <laughs> I'm looking forward to going to America next month. Yeah, I, I could really do with going to America <laughs> yeah, again. I guess you're looking forward to it less than I am. I think I'm going between now and the end of the year, I think I'm going five more times. There you go. Just the once for me. Well, no, because there is one. I don't know whether it'll happen. The law firm we work with. Aren't we supposed to be going out and seeing them? Uh, maybe. I, I've asked them about that, and it's sort of still not sure yet. Okay. So that oh, might, so that might, that might not happen. Not. Don't know. Okay. Fair enough. So, yes. I, 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 I think if I go back out to America five more times, I will become so obese that I won't be able to leave my house anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be one of those people. There is one thing, Paul, after your three-week holiday that's been and gone. Yeah. I've got a three-week holiday coming up in November. Have you? Where are you going? I'm going to Vietnam and Ca- Cambodia. I knew this. Yes. That sounds very exciting. I suspect the podcasters know... Uh, the podcasters? The podcast listeners know that as well. I do. Uh, who knows? I suspect I've who mentioned knows what this they in know. the past. I don't think anybody actually listens to this. <laughs> I think they download it but never actually get round to listening. That's my, my that's my new conclusion of things. Some people listen to it. Hey, should we talk about what we're going to do this season? What's going? What's it going to be, Paul? It's going to be well. This is the tenth season. Yes, we thought we'd do top ten lists, didn't we? Yes. So that's what we're doing this season. And this time, we're going to do the top ten usability tools. Okay. So there we go. That's what I've got planned for this show. And we're totally up for other ideas. People have already submitted a load of ideas, which is great. Um, but keep them coming. So you can email them to me at paul at boagworld.com. I'm also going to put out the occasional post that says, hey, we want to do a top 10 list on whatever, and then get people to suggest what should be in those top 10. Mm. Okay. So it's going to be a good series. I'm really looking forward to it. So should we start? Let's start. Let's start. So here we go. We're going to do our top 10 usability tools. And here is number one. So the first one on my top 10 list of usability tools is one that you know, Marcus, all too well. You've used this one, haven't you, Verify? Uh, I have used Verify, yes. So it's very useful and I like it. It's, it has the Marcus Lillington seal of approval. <laughs> yes, this one is good. Move on. <laughs> so we're not going to spend long on each of these because we've got to get through 10 in the show. That's true. So I mean, yeah, Verify, um, I imagine there are other things that, that do what Verify does. I suspect we're going to talk about some of them, but uh, this one I've used a lot. Um, I like the fact that it kind of forces you into making things simple. Um, you, I mean, you, you can try to kind of, you know, ask complicated testing type questions um via it maybe we should explain what it is well i was waiting for you to reach that point <laughs> yeah. of actually explaining <laughs> verifyapp.com is a zurb app product they produce a number of excellent products um this is the main one that we use however and it's basically for for getting feedback on designs isn't yeah. it um so you can you know there, there are a variety of different tests that they offer for getting feedback on design um from kind of simple which design do you prefer type tests to where would you click um mm-hmm. on this um you know yes no type tests multi-click you can even put multiple design pages together um a memory test which is a really useful one you've got Mm. five and a half seconds to look at the design then you have to see what you can remember from it there's one where you can annotate um you know uh, uh, 
people that you're testing can put annotations over a design yeah. there's a mood test which to be honest i think um uh, is a bit limited in my opinion and there's also a label test so they can label what um different elements on the screen and stuff like that so there's a whole kind of variety the ones that i use the most are the click test mm-hmm. the preference test in other words which of these two options do you prefer and then the memory test i'm a great fan of the memory test because it um, showing somebody a design for five and a half seconds, then taking it away is a great way of finding whether your visual hierarchy is right, whether they spot the right things on the design. Yeah. I use the click test, but I kind of use it more. I, I use it in ways that I don't think um, they think you're going to use it or the way it was it was designed for. Okay. Um, I will create um, a, a screenshot and I'll add... A question to it with multi-choice answers um and then you know and you you click on which one of the answers and then you get, you get a kind of number of clicks on each one of the answers and you can so you can say you know do, does this design represent i don't know freedom um conservatism whatever ah. um and you can click on each one of the words uh, and then that'll give you a kind of um which which, which word yeah, you think that people the people who are doing the test think the design represents so that's kind of a good way of using it do you know i never i never knew you did that that's very cool yeah good. more than just a pretty face paul yeah you are um not a lot but well it's a whether you're a pretty face or not i suppose you were because you were a pop star so you must be pretty face boy twinkly eyes according to never mind the buzzcocks twinkly eyes yes definitely yes no i like that idea because one of the tests that we do a lot is to see whether we've kind of got the emotional um the right emotional feel for a design so you know when you go into a client you get the client to kind of describe the emotional characteristics of the brand is it conservative or liberal is it you know uh fun or serious etc um and then yeah essentially you're testing that with the design you give those different words and people click on which one i like it Mm mm-hmm very nice yeah and it can it, it it's just ensuring that what you think you've often it's a case of verifying haha um what what you you know what you as a, a designer thinks is the right way to be go to, to be going it, it it really helps if you can kind of put words you know so words that you've agreed are part of maybe a brand because often brand branding guidelines include a bunch of words and you can you can basically test against those and their opposites cool uh, and if people are clicking on the opposites then you know you haven't got it right but usually you're just verifying that you you've, you've made the right decisions in the design mm. it, it works it's worked really well in the past and obviously the great thing about online testing like this is you can get to hundreds of people very quickly so that is verify app the pricing um ranges from 19 dollars up to 99 dollars per month depending on uh, what package you've got i think we just have the basic one don't we as i remember I think so. Yeah. yeah. I honestly don't know. And there's a 30 day free trial. So check that out. By the way, I, I'm very conscious this is going to sound like a bloody big advert the whole way through, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But there, nobody is paying us for any of these. All right. I wish they were. In fact, we're paying them mainly, which is a bit crap. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, we're making. Well, we, we're, I guess we're making recommendations. Some things we might not might not rate. Who knows? Yeah, and some of, some of these lists I haven't personally used, but other people have recommended them. So they're not okay. all just my selection. All right, so um, that's verify. Let's move on to our number two. I just said number two. You did. That amused me. <laughs> I love the fact that you noticed it as well. <laughs> anyway, um, I've just that's just made me realise that I need a joke. You need a joke, you do. I do. Um, uh, right, so number two is usertesting dot com, which is one of my favourite um, usability tools. Um, there are loads of these services out there. Um, they range in quality. This is the one I like the most. Um, there's a couple of reasons why I like it, which I'll tell you in a moment. But first of all, let me explain what it is. It is basically um, a tool that allows you to create user um, user testing that you want to do or usability testing that you want to do. Um, you upload your questions. And then um, essentially someone or tasks, isn't it, in usability testing, you know, go and make a purchase or whatever you want people to do. Then um, people can online go and do that test um, and they record a video while they're doing it where they're speaking and explaining what they're doing as they're doing it. And then you can review those 
um, uh, user test uh, usability test sessions afterwards. So it's a really great tool, um, and I highly recommend that you check it out. So the way that it kind of operates is either you can kind of push people towards it yourself and say, hey, take this test, or alternatively, and this is where I think it gets really useful as a tool and why it stands out from its competitors, is it has a a huge audience of people that will test stuff. So they will find people for you to test. And you can even target the type of users that you want. For example, I want someone who's female between 18 and 35 who lives in the United States has a yearly household income between 40,000 and 100,000 that is an advanced um, um, web user and any other additional bits and bobs that you happen to want to put in as well. So they can go and um, uh, find those people for you um, and and you get the results back very quickly. You could also then, in addition to that, um, you can annotate and make notes in the video um, so that um, if you want to kind of show a client a particular clip in a particular video, you can jump to the appropriate section because you've annotated them. Um, you can easily edit video uh, clips and even ask follow-up questions. Um, so it's a really powerful system. And what's most amazing about it is each test, um, so each user that you test, it costs only $49. And I have to say, in the majority of cases, they come back to you with results within about an hour, which I just find phenomenal. Um, and that means um, that you can really, there's no excuse for not testing as you go along with this tool. Because, you know, the, the big barriers to test it, um, usability testing is always, oh, it's very expensive to organize. Well, $49 per user is not expensive. And the other one is, well, you know, we have to wait around to get the results back. But if you can get results back in an hour... That is quite incredible. They reckon they get 79% of customers get feedback in less than an hour, which I think is quite incredible. And that's certainly been my experience as well. That's not just their kind of marketing, you know, bullshit, Mm. for want of a better word. You don't just have to test websites. You can test Facebook games um, or prototypes or even test a competitor's website, which I think is a great idea, you know, to kind of learn what works and what doesn't from your competitors. Um, so I can't, I can't really praise this one enough. Have you used this one, Marcus? I, I haven't. I know we've used it. Um, I haven't personally used it. Um, I, I guess my only concern with it is that because you're kind of pulling from um, you know a, a group of testers um, who are who've made themselves available for this, that they you're, you're running the risk of potentially testing with experts yeah that do it all the time but that's one of the options they have is um you can select expertise with the web so you can Mm. say how advanced your web users are uh, your users are okay so they they have accommodated that yeah i'm sure there's a danger of that but don't forget as well you can supplement with your own people you don't have to use their people yeah um so i just find it a really useful tool that's definitely worth checking out um They've got all kinds of kind of add-ons and clever stuff that, you know, that they can do um, and, uh, you, you know, ways that you can. They've got different options, say, if you're an agency or if you're an enterprise and all of that kind of stuff. But it, it's a really good tool. Really recommend checking out one of my favorites on this list. Okay, so next up, this, this is a problem, Marcus, because I just said that usertesting.com is one of my favorites on the list oh this is the next one one of your this favorites. this is also one of my favorites <laughs> i suppose you I, I i cover myself by saying one of rather than my favorites it's my favorite it's my favorite it's my fa- they're all my favorite i get overexcited <laughs> and enthusiastic about anything new and shiny you're like an excited puppy. i am it? indeed <laughs> um so the next one is optimizely.com obviously all of these are going to be linked in the show notes so don't worry too much about them um, and it's 
basically an A-B tester. Yeah. Um, and you can test multiple versions of any particular page um, to your heart's content. Now, there are other similar services that are free. For example, Google Website Optimizer. I think it's now called Content Experiments, isn't it? And it's built into Google Analytics. So that's a free version. Um, this this isn't a free version. It starts from um, uh, $12 a, a month. Um, uh, right the way up to like, well, its gold version is $243 per month, but it's also got a platinum version, which they don't give you the price of. Mm. Um, so it's not cheap, not cheap, this one. Oh, by the way, that, that wasn't $12, it was £12. I, I apologise. So it's not the cheapest of, of tools in the world. Um, but it is so, so easy to use compared to a lot of um, of these kind of, um, you know, kind of A-B testing type tools. Um, it, it's really easy to set up. You can either track um, entirely different pages, so two different versions of the page, or it's even got an interface where you can just basically go in and edit the HTML of any particular page and even the CSS of a particular page. So yeah. you don't, you almost don't need to create two versions of the page, which is great. The other thing is you don't really need to be a coder to use this one. It's a kind of point and click editor, which, which makes life really easy. Have you used this one, Marcus? I can't remember. I'm- I haven't used Optimizely, but I've used Visual Website Optimizer. I think that is pretty much the same thing. In fact, I think one has been bought out by the other. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find it and failing miserably, so I assume it doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. I think um, Optimizely has replaced um, Visual Website Optimizer. I'm sure um, somebody can correct me in the, the um, comments if I am wrong. Oh, what's that? Visual? VWO.com. VWO, yes. So it is two different things. I uh, could have put either on the list, to be honest. They're both brilliant tools. But yes, it, yes, I'm, I've, I've set up A-B testing using this. Basically, you need someone who knows what they're doing to um, plug in the code into whatever site it is that you're doing the the ab testing on um but that's it really after that it's just you know standard WYSIWYG type yeah editing um and lots of uh, reporting as well it's uh yeah very good both are very good and i think it really for me this one is great because um because i just think split testing is great do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's such a useful thing to be able to um, split test multiple designs, especially when it comes to um, design, because it takes the arguments out of it. You know, when the client goes, oh, I want it to be pink, and you know damn well it'd be better off blue. Well, you can test it. You can test it, you can get results, and you can win the argument, you know, or lose the argument. Sometimes that yeah. happens, I'm sorry to say. Um, you can either do a B testing, which is where you have just two um, variants of it, or you can do multivariant testing where you have, um, you know, multiple versions of any particular page. Um, so there's lots of different kind of ways of doing it. Um, and, um, oh, I've just noticed that um, uh, Visual Website Optimizer now allows you to test iOS apps as well. That's very cool. Mm. so really good stuff check out both of those um and yeah they they do very similar things slightly different pricing model um but yeah no excuse not to start doing multivariant testing all right so the next one now marcus you're going to be opinionated on this one as you come across this product it's called um tree jack i've heard of it that's all i know because it's it's essentially um, it's a tool to help take the guesswork out of information architecture. Can you tell? I just read that off the website. <laughs> um, the usability testing tool you can use to test your IA without visual distraction. Yeah, there you go. So it's basically a card sorting tool. Yeah, amongst I'm sure other things, we didn't use it, but I'm sure um, when we worked with EDF, they used it. Now you're not a great fan of card sorting, are you? I no. <laughs> uh, the reason why is I don't think when well, when we used to do it, I, I I don't think we did it as well as you can, as well as it can be. I think we we used to do is it open and closed card sorting? I can't remember what the terminology is. There's two different types, uh, and we used to basically go here's a deck of a hundred cards, off you go, 
kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and basically ask people to put them into groups and then name those groups as cut. So the groups would be effectively the different sections of the site and then you'd ask them to give names to these different sections. So therefore they're naming the sections of the site. And basically you got rubbish results because everyone did it differently and you know people will people when they're doing this kind of thing will get fixated on things or they'll make loads of early decisions that aren't right and then but can't ch- they won't change their mind um because there's too much to deal with so yeah. i think that's open um, yes uh, closed where you basically say say here's a bunch of cards here are the six groups that you need to put them into mm-hmm. i think is a much better form of card sorting but i haven't actually done that <laughs> <laughs> but you, in your head you think it is i think that would bring that would give more useful results but then you think to yourself well if you're already basically stating these are the areas that we want you to put these things into then i won't i wonder about the value of it well i mean i think the thing is is if you keep that you you talk about those top level sections as a starting point mm-hmm. so if somebody wants to rebel against those top level sections then they can do yeah. Um, because I, I think that's where interesting things come out of it. But y- you're right. I mean, there are lots of different ways of doing card sorting. I'd be interested to hear what people think in the comments over that. Now, actually, Tree Jack isn't really a card sorting tool. It's more of an information architecture tool. It's, um, Tree Jack is produced by uh, a company called Optimal Workshop. And they've got three products. They've got Tree Jack, Optimal Sort, and um, Chalkmark. And Optimal Sort is their card sorting tool. While Tree Jack is more of a kind of information architecture tool. So essentially what, what you have is... Um, uh, so you create your 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 tree, your um, information architecture um, mm-hmm. within their system, um, and you know it's basically just building up a sitemap. And then you set um, certain tests that you want users to do. So can you find um, you know the latest greatest mobile phone, for example? And then they they navigate navigate through the tree mm. to find to complete that task. So it's more testing the effectiveness of an information architecture. Would you, yeah, yeah. You're not sure about that. I, I, I'm trying to remember the last time that I put together, an, a, you know, a kind of a, a tree-like information architecture because I've kind of not bothered with them for a year or two, if not longer. Because really, what you need to be doing, and certainly from a testing point of view, is to create a prototype. Uh, with actual actual content, actual calls to action, actual structure, if you like, to a certain extent, mm. certainly some kind of layout, um, and then ask people, can you find the, you know, the this particular area of a site by going through a navigation rather than just looking at a tree? I, yeah, I actually think I agree with you. So I'm, and I think there is a point when you get to if, if say if the the site you're looking at is massively complicated and it's got lots and lots of levels then you're not going to prototype all of it so you no. can't do that so then just having a, a tree structure is useful but for your average kind of a couple of hundred page type site i'm not sure about their value anymore no i kind of see what you mean i mean it is uh, it's interesting isn't it i could imagine this being of use to like you know some of our university clients or mm-hmm. you know or you know the european commission or the, you know those kinds of organizations um but yeah yeah i do see where you're coming from interesting one that one but it's definitely worth checking out tree jack and um optimal sort i i don't know anything about chalk mark which is their third product which is essentially a kind of pretty much um a kind of click through um designs and screenshots so it's very similar to verify app in that regards okay. um but um, yeah I, I i think i would tend towards verify app simply because i know verify app so there you go so that's tree jack next one is an interesting one yeah because the next one isn't actually a usability tool so you think why is it in the list yeah, so this, this tool is called HemingwayApp.com, right? And it's actually okay. a writing tool, okay? Um, and it helps you improve the writing um, that you produce generally. And you can put any writing in it. It doesn't need to be website writing. Um, so, for example, anything I write goes through Hemingway App, and it helps me to tighten it up and improve it. Um, have you seen this app, Mark? This is great. I know. I've never seen it's it before. It's bloody wonderful. 
How how excellent is that? It's just so good. So what you do is you copy and paste your text in, then it highlights sentences that are hard to read, um, or very hard to read. It has like a yellow or red version, depending on how difficult it is. It highlights all your adverbs. Um, which sometimes we have a habit of of putting in too many of those. It um, highlights words that could be phrased um, simpler um, or made easier to read. And also um, passive voices, um, voice, which is never, you know, never a great. Now, none of that really. Well, some, you know, things like passive voice, um, adverbs, they aren't really a usability thing. But once you get into the other stuff, then it becomes a usability issue. If you're using, you know, if you can use a simpler phrase, that makes your website easier to process, easier to understand, easier to take in. If you can make your sentences shorter, more concise and less difficult to read. Again, you're helping people that don't speak English as the first language or people that have got a cognitive disability or just helping normal people to process the information you're presenting in a quicker way. The other thing that Hemingway app does is it's got a readability scale. So it tells you the readability level of your your um, content and what grade you need to be um, in order to read it and take it in. Now, this is really interesting. I was recently doing a um, uh, a, a workshop, a content strategy workshop um, with a university, and um, I made them as an exercise take a page from their own website and take it into Hemingway app, um, and and then get the re- reading grade down to level eight. Now, level eight is a kind of acceptable level. Eight to ten is probably just about okay at a push. It, the, when they originally copied and pasted the content in, it was level 14. And they could only just about get it down to level 12. And so it really highlighted how um, how our content and the way we write our content affects the usability of our site and affects how well people can process it. So even though it's not officially a usability tool, I kind of quite like it in that capacity. I think it's fantastic. So I'm putting some of our our stuff in. Oh, we've got grade 10 on a paragraph from our site. But but no no reds or yellows or purples coming up, which is good on a particular paragraph. So it's a great tool, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is fantastic. I've, you have taught me something new today. Hurrah! <laughs> they've, they've, got, they've got a little icon on the side of it, right, um, which says desktop version. I was like, yes, they've got a desktop version. I clicked on it, and it, it, it says well, they're testing the demand for a desktop version. Would you pay $5 for a desktop version of this app? Hell yes. yes. <laughs> you know, and actually, I'm really worried. I've become so reliant on this app. I'm worried that um, they're going to take it down at some point or it's going to disappear. So I desperately want them to create um, a desktop version of it so I know I've got it forever. Um, so it's really, really good. Definitely check that one out. I'm glad you're as enthusiastic about it as I was, Marcus. That's, that's cool. <laughs> I'm still playing with it. We're going to move on to the next thing. You have to stop playing now. Oh, no, that's a really... Oh, no, I've got a bad sentence. <laughs> I know. You become obsessed with it. It's really funny. It becomes like this game of can you improve your copy? <laughs> it was. It was. I spent a whole day doing this workshop, um, uh, you know, sit, um, session with um, these people, and um, you know, all these profound things I taught them, all this great advice. They didn't care about any of it. All they cared about is oh, Hemingway app. That's cool. So uh, probably, I suspect most of the people listening to this will be going away going, oh, Hemingway app, that, what else did he talk about? No idea. That's all that mattered. Anyway, let's move on to the next one, shall we? So this next one, I think you know quite well, don't you, Marcus? Um, I know. No? I know I th- of it. Oh, right. Clicktail. I really thought, I thought this was one you've used quite a lot. No, it's one that you used to go on about a lot. <laughs> And I went, yes, Paul, that sounds great. It's really good. <laughs> so ClickTail um, basically allows you see, you see, really, I should be doing this show with Chris, because Chris is our analytics guy, isn't he? He, he cares about these things. Um, is it a bit like Crazy Egg? It's, it's Crazy Egg, but on steroids. Okay. Right. So uh, we, we kind of need to kind of give you a bit of an idea of, of what it is. So ClickTail basically... Um, there are kind of a couple of elements to it. First of all, it does the crazy egg heat maps, 
right? So if you've come across Crazy Egg, you'll know that um, it will uh, show you where people are clicking and, um, you know, what they're viewing and um, on a page. So it does all of that. Yeah. Um, it also um, allows you to create conversion funnels, and cl- uh, um, which allows you to identify, you know, where, how people are moving through the site and those that are converting to complete your call to action, what route they took down through your site. So that's really cool. That, that Google Analytics does that. It's got form analytics, which I really quite like, um, which imp- um, is about improving the online form completion rate on your site. Um, and it, it's got a lot of other tools as well. But the real winner from this point of view is um, the fact that it, it records, and this is a bit creepy, all right? <laughs> but just go with me. It records um, sessions, right? User sessions. So say if you went along to a site which had Clicktail installed, um, it may well record a video of you moving around that site. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it doesn't know who you are. It's completely anonymized. Um, but it, um, but it will actually record your session, and you can play back that session um, and see how somebody has moved around. So you can see their mouse hovering and and clicking and scrolling and all of that kind of stuff. So it gives you a real kind of sense of of um how someone is interacting with the website now it's not as good as a user test session because you don't know what's going on in their heads um but on the other hand one of the problems that i oh, i've found with usability testing in the past is that the very fact that you are running the session changes user behavior of course it does yeah um, because it's not, you know, the same as just hanging out at home, surfing the web. So what this does is it kind of gives you a sense of how people are really interacting with your website. Now, you lose the kind of feedback mechanisms you get from user testing in terms of being able to hear what people are thinking. But you do get a real sense of people moving around the site, which I think is absolutely awesome. So I love it. Good. So uh, how much do these guys cost? Where's a their million prices? pounds. A million pounds. I don't think they are. Now, that's the free trial. Request a demo. Where? Oh, I hate it when people hide their, their prices. Oh, I'm annoyed at them now. Uh, no, can't find them. That is appalling. That, FAQs. Doesn't tell you. I can request a demo. I think they've gone a bit more upmarket than last time I looked at them. Ooh. Request a demo. That yeah. sounds a bit... It's all a bit shit, this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I did, res- I did look at this site before I included them, but I didn't look at prices. Well, check it out anyway, um, because it is an interesting uh, product, and I have used it in the past um, when, it obviously, you the pricing model was different or something like that. Um, and it works really well, and it's definitely one worth trying out. Okay, let's move on from Clicktails because I'm now disappointed in them. So I don't have a huge amount to say on this next one because it's such a simple product. It's called Qualaroo.com. I've heard of it. I've recommended it. Uh, You've in, recommended in proposals, it. but no one's ever taken us up on it. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. So, so uh, what, I can't comment whether it's any good or not. Well, it's it's a really it's a really simple. Basically, it's a survey. Yeah, you know, I you know you could you could pretend that it's something cleverer than that, but it's really not. Um, so uh, essentially, the way that it works is that um, you add a bit of code to your website, um, and um, the, the you can then. Um, trigger at certain points a little pop-up at the bottom of the screen a kind of overlay pop-up thing um, that asks a very very simple question so it's not a long survey it's not really built for that kind of thing although you can do that kind of thing if you really want to Mm. Um, but what it does instead is it just pops up a very basic question you know for example what are you looking for today you know what is it that you were after mm. um uh, uh or what do you think of this page or whatever else then you can have the questions pop up on 
um, certain pages if you want to. Um, uh, and you can target based on um, the time of day if you want to or the number of visits that the page has already had that day or the referring search term or any data that you want can trigger the question. Um, and then it, it basically um, people can just go click, you know, one radial button check, hit send, job done kind of thing. Very, very basic. Um, it integrates with loads of other great systems like it'll integrate with MailChimp or Kissmetrics or Google Analytics, etc. You can have the survey triggered as an exit survey as well. So um, when um, it allows you to to ask a question when somebody's about to leave your site, if they've abandoned a shop it basket or left a download page um, or any other page on your website that they're leaving. Um, and you can do all kinds of intelligent questioning as well, you know, like branching, for example, that depending on what they answer, you might ask them a follow-up question, etc. So it's a really nice little tool um, that I think is a great way of gathering information from uh, potential uh, customers that are using your site. It's not the cheapest of tools. It's $63 per month um, uh, uh, for the basic version. There's a professional version for $199 per month. Um, which has got a lot of the other kind of um, uh, features to it. But if you're a reasonable size organization, this is definitely worth, um, you know, making use of. So check it out, koalaroo.com. Quite hard to say. So I felt obliged to put Google Analytics in this list, Marcus. Okay. Well, everyone knows what that is. Can we move on? Well, the thing, the thing that I wanted to say about it is I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of it as a usability tool. Do you know what I mean? They think of it in a, as an analytics tool. But it's got some really nice features that are, are support kind of um, more usability type things. For example, it's got the Google content um, experimenting thing that I talked about earlier, which is allows A-B testing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, analytics themselves can provide a huge amount of information on how users interact with your website. It also tells you um, what it, it can tell you what people search on on your website, which I always think is a really useful thing as well for finding out you know what is not obvious in the navigation so it's uh, not the best feature though in google analytics the search terms thing basically it'll give you about five percent of the search terms oh yeah if you want all 100 percent, then you have to pay them lots of money Ooh, that's interesting i didn't know that yeah it's it's it, well it's obviously probably the most useful thing that they can provide to you one of the most useful anyway um but yeah so if you want all of your search terms you have to have the enterprise version loads of money i disapprove of that uh, yeah. google have got loads of money what do they need my money for <laughs> so, yes so a uh, google analytics is a usability tool there is loads of stuff you can do about it to be honest you could do a whole show just on google analytics so i'm not going to say any more about it now except that you know when it comes to usability testing don't forget to look at google analytics and consider the kind of things that you can get out of that tool so incredibly easily but with that we will move on i just wanted to um, add that that you um we have done a show i don't even think i was on it where you interviewed matt curry about using google analytics so you might want to reference back to that show yeah we will definitely put a link to that in the show notes that's a really good idea now i have to go and find that marcus thank you for giving me work to do at any time after the amount of work you're giving me on these ed- editing wise no <laughs> i feel so sorry for you we've got a whole season of this <laughs> yeah i know all right let's move on to our ninth segment so our, our penultimate tool is solidifyapp.com now this is another tool from um Zerbapp, which is the same people that do verify and i don't know why we've never used this tool marcus because it, it strikes me as a really useful tool so it's designed for prototyping um, so it allows you to um, create and assemble clickable prototypes for user testing. So you can test your interface at any phase of the development cycle, really. So it can you could even put in kind of hand-drawn sketches. You can validate wireframes or bring entire mock-ups to life. Um, and you can test do tests across any kind of device. Um, and then there are different ways that you could do that testing. So you can use Solidify to test people in person where you sit down 
down uh, and test with them. There, you could do remote testing, um, or you could just allow people to kind of navigate around it um, in their own time. Um, and then basically you can get the different kinds of feedback to pace, uh, depending on you know how you want to set it up. So did the user succeed in completing a particular task? If they failed, why did they fail? Um, so um, there's lots of different ways that you can um, use this tool. But it strikes me as a really nice way of testing prototypes. Um, what, I, what, I'm just trying to think what we mainly use these days. We just kind of do it face-to-face, don't we? Usability testing, or with usabilitytesting.com. Yes, I guess that's the kind of way that we tend to go. So we kind of build our own prototypes and, and wireframes. Yeah. Well, this kind of helps you do it a little bit. Um, it takes it a little bit further and, and, and helps you through the process of creating them. It's a couple of different ca- accounts. As with um, Verify app, they've got a 30-day free trial. Um, and the pricing is pretty much the same as well. Either $19 per month for the basic version or $49 per month for the plus version. So compared to some of those other tools, that's really quite reasonable. Um, and it's definitely worth out, worth checking. It's worth saying that, that um, Zurb do some other really interesting um, uh, tools um, that you might want to check out as well. For example, they've got something called Notable, um, which is a kind of feedback uh, tool that you might want to look um, uh, w- look at, which basically is really for getting feedback on a design and a design look and feel. Um, then there's also they've got a design presentation tool as well for presenting your designs to people, um, which I ought to look at a little bit further. I don't know a huge amount about it because it doesn't look like it's um, it's still being developed from the looks of it. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we've always made a big fuss about at Headscape is something that's part of our process is that we create videos mm. to talk through our designs so that we can get kind of um, uh, a... a um, you know, make sure that whoever sees the design is actually getting all the information they need to go alongside it. Now, with their influence tool, they they're doing a very similar thing. In fact, it's very similar to Get Sign Off that we we created yeah. years ago. So I'd be quite interested to try that, but it's not yet available. Perhaps I'm going to sign up now. <laughs> so hopefully, I will get to try out that tool because it looks very good. No, I don't want you to email me about news and features. <laughs> <sighs> ticked boxes noise me all right so that is um solidify and related tools now we come on to our very last in the list okay so our last up is fengui now surely that's fengui no it's fengui because <laughs> it's a gui feng-gui.com it's it's a play on words marcus i know now you've heard of this one haven't you yeah so this is an interesting one. It's eye tracking, but it's not. Yeah, I don't actually know. I, I, mm. <laughs> I've got a kind of mixed feeling. I almost didn't include it in my usability tool list because I'm not convinced it's a usability tool more than a sales tool. But then I decided to put it in. Let me explain. Right. So what they have done is they have used thousands and thousands of hours worth of eye tracking on a variety of different websites to create an algorithm that supposedly gives you a good indication of where people um, would look when you show them a design. So it's kind of automated eye tracking, right? Or computer algorithm eye tracking. So essentially what you do is you upload an image and then it has a guess at how a user would look around, you know, what it would look at first, uh, what person would look at first and second and third and so on, and how long they dwell on each of those things. Now, this is the kind of tool that would horrify anybody that did eye tracking for real. Yes. Um, (laughs) And also, it's the kind of tool that um, you're not going to like by default, Marcus, because you're not a huge fan of eye tracking, are you? I, again, I just wor- I wonder about but the the reason why I'm not I'm not saying that I'm I'm not a huge fan of it. It it's more a case of people make assumptions based on it, which I'm not sure are correct. Mm. It's like so you're going to look at the face for the face first. Um, you know, if there's a picture a picture of somebody with a face, yeah, we're all kind of programmed to look at that faces first, uh, and then you look at whatever next, and then you look at whatever next. But that all happens in such a short amount of time 
that actually is it really that important that you look at yeah. that area of, area of a page first this is that's why i have a problem with eye tracking I, yeah. I guess it may it, it could be useful but you, you you have to make assumptions that i'm not sure that are always correct mm-hmm. yeah no that's a fair comment so i mean that kind of leads to the question of why i included it <laughs> yeah on the list well the main if i'm honest the main reason i use feng Dui is if i'm having trouble with a client that <laughs> um that is you know looking at a design and um you know is going oh i don't like it this way for whatever reason they have that Fengui um, is a kind of an impartial thing. You can upload your image to Fengui. You can show it to the client and go, look, you know, w- w- they're looking at the things in the order we want them to. Mm. So it's more of a kind of sales tool than it necessarily is a usability tool. But the reason I ended up including it in the list is because one or two times when I've gone through that exercise, you know, oh, right, the client's talking crap, you know, that they want something that's, that's silly. So I'll run it through Fengui, um, show them that they're wrong. And then I upload it to Fengui, and it it actually says something that I don't want it to say. <laughs> and, and then I start, and then it starts me thinking, well, okay, am I actually really right? You know, or have I got this wrong? And and so it just kind of, it, it makes me then kind of go and do proper user testing. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's not that it in itself is particularly reliable but i have found on several occasions that it's kind of made me reconsider assumptions that i'd made in a design um so it has got some value in that regards i think which is why i decided to include it on the list as well now no doubt if you're listening to this you're thinking hang on a minute you put something like fengui in where you should have put x y and z well that's what the comments are for. Mm. So I'm hoping that we can expand our list of usability tools um, by um, looking at the or by people posting stuff in the comments. So that is what you should be doing right now, because <laughs> otherwise you have to listen to Marcus's joke. This is from Dan. Our, oh, our Dan. Our Dan. Our yes. Dan. Yes. Oh, are you sure, Marcus? Oh no, no, it's perfectly clean. <laughs> Um, I love the fact you instantly knew what I meant. (laughs) Yes, there's no swearing or shouting in it. Um, Right, here we go. Recently, I was asked, what is the biggest advantage of living in Switzerland? I think I've I've heard this one. It's really funny. Go on. Well, the flag is a big plus. (laughs) Yes, that was it. I love that joke so much. (laughs) Ha ha. Uh, So there we go. Thank you, Dan. Even though you didn't directly give it to us for the podcast, it is still much appreciated. Right, so that pretty much wraps up the first episode of Season 10. What do you think of it, guys? Do you think that this is a good format? Um, are you interested in um, the kind of things we've, we've talked about covering? What do you think we should cover? Let us know in the comments below. Um, well, they're not necessarily below because you're probably not reading the show notes. But let us know in the comments, which are available at boagworld.com forward slash season forward slash 10 forward slash 10 zero one forward slash forward slash forward slash yeah we really need to have come up with a better naming convention for our urls <laughs> it's really difficult podcasts don't support urls mm. very annoying anyway that's it for this week we will be back again next week where we will do this all again with a new top 10 bye <laughs>